Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 215. I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, approximately 80% of websites carry a past-related issue that's due to poorly performed or outdated SEO practices, which they don't realize it's negatively impacting how they show up in the search results. Now, according to our guest today, Google has made dramatic changes to how they determine where and how your website should rank. And there is a huge opportunity for ambitious entrepreneurs who are smart enough to capitalize on this coming up. So make sure you grab a pen and paper. Joining me on today's show is Nathan Wade. As the founder of Marketing Juice, he has the absolute pleasure of leading one of Australia's premier boutique search marketing agencies. His passion for digital has seen him build and grow a range of businesses across a number of sectors, from startups to established businesses and public companies alike. Now, on today's show, Nathan's going to share the five keys that you need to know how to outrank your competition in 2017 and 2018, why the current methods of measuring digital marketing performance are nonsense, and the actual metrics that you need to focus on when speaking with any agency or marketing professional, as well as the greatest online marketing mistake that businesses make, the mistakes actually that businesses make and how to avoid them in 2018. You need to be aware of those as well. So welcome to the show, Nathan. Thanks. Glad to be here. SEO. That is just such a, a topic that I know many ambitious entrepreneurs struggle with. There are constant changes going on. So to keep your finger on the pulse can be really difficult. Unless, of course, you're someone like yourself who just loves this stuff and I'm sure are up to date with all of the latest going on. So we're grateful that you could come on the show to share that with us. Talking about five keys to outranking the competition in 2017 and 18. Also, too, things that we may be doing now that we might have done previously, but it's actually damaging how we're showing up in search. There's a lot of stuff we just don't realize that we're doing that is that's limiting how we're getting found, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, it's so tough for people at the moment because there's there's such a massive of content out there on, online about what you know, you know, tidbits and, and tips you can use to, to to improve your rankings. For most businesses, it's just information overload. Yes. And you know yeah, what happens what, when we get overloaded, we overwhelmed, we just end up doing nothing or a whole lot of errors, which unfortunately is actually um, deterring how we show up in search, yes? Oh, exactly right, exactly right. You know what, If you know, as we see a lot of, you know, if, if 
marketing teams or if you know, ambitious entrepreneurs were to try and implement all the massive stuff that's out there, they're just going to get too bomb, too you know, bogged down in in all the work that's to be done, mm. and they have without them really knowing where to focus to get out to get the biggest bang for their buck. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I know you're going to narrow that down to a for us today. So what are the five keys that we need to know to outrank our competition both this year and 2018 as well? Sure, sure, sure. So look to with that, with, you know, to touch on on them as as you know, as uh, succinctly as possible without that. You know, delving into spending hours on each. You know, yes. the, the main things are, you know, number one, having a clean SEO history. Mm-hmm. So by that I mean, you know, the, the, now, now, right, right now, more than ever, sites that have a, a clean, you know, have um, uh, that have a, that don't have poorly performed and outdated practices on them mm. really outperform those that do. Yes. You know, so, so we see so so much at the moment where you know you'll get a company that hired someone off of off of Upwork for ten dollars an hour you know, uh, you know, 12 months ago or even three years ago and, and the practices that that person did mm-hmm. are really, really impeding their, 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 their ability to get the site to move right now. Yeah. Can we reverse that? Like are there ways and means in which we can eliminate some of those, uh, yeah, those uh, unprofessional tactics that they've now implemented? Sometimes, but, but not always. It mm. really depends on, on just how badly damaged the site is. Yes. You know, or, or more alarming than that is that most there's so many practices that you know uh, SEO savvy savvy marketers are currently using because they think that they're, the, they're the standard acceptable way of doing things. Yes, and they're actually borderline spam. Ah. You know, so in the, you know one of the other areas is making sure that you've got a, a well balanced backlink profile. Mm-hmm. So like anyone that's that's tried to have their, their website move up through the rankings will know the the importance of having uh, you know other websites that actually send a backlink to your site. You know, mm-hmm. backlink is essentially like a, a vote of confidence in your website. Uh, but, you know, so much has changed inside of what it takes to have a high quality backlink profile that, you know, for most marketers, they're just, they may as well put, throw their hands up in the air, in the air and scratch their head because what they're doing is miles off. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine that to get um, a, what you call a high quality backlink, the website that's linking back to your site needs to be of high reputation too because it, that, that would impact too, wouldn't it? Uh, who, who lists your site? Yeah, look, it takes a, a range of things. So we talk about having a well-balanced backlink profile because yeah. theoretically if we look at, you know, the there's no sort of one ideal Back, um, you know, ideal perfect backlink or, or backlink, ideal, uh, you know, perfect backlink profile that we could cookie cut across all industries. Sure. You know, there's some essentials that we really needed to have. So, like, ideally, you want to have links from other high authority sites, mm-hmm. which is kind of like what you just pointed to. Yep. You want to have a good mix of of, of links from you know low authority sites, which sounds a little bit counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but we think about you know, what Google's trying to accomplish is they want things to look as natural as possible. Sure. So it stands to reason if you're going to be gaining high authority sites, you're also going to be gaining links from low low authority sites. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you, those, depending on what sort of businesses you want to have, you know, some links from from actual you know, uh, relevant areas. Like if you're a, a business that deals with uh, um, customers in a particular location, like I don't know, the, in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney, then it's helpful to have links that are that are associated with that area and so sure. forth. Yeah, yeah. 
so relevant in your industry or uh, yeah, complementary industries that it's just absolutely natural. So you can really see that they're, they're, as you're talking about balance. So any things that is either too spammy or just is not natural, if you will, then Google really frowns upon that. So it's just being, you know, being sensible and getting the, the quality links that make sense for your business and your industry that you're in. Look, that's you've pretty much hit it, hit the nail on the head. You know, so Google are amazingly good at looking for for, for unnatural patterns. Yeah, yeah. So you know, because one of the things that they they're trying to stop people from doing is from be, from really being out of to to manipulate the the search results, yeah. which is ironic considering that the best way to one of the best ways to manipulate the search results is to look natural. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. So we've talked about um, having clean SEO history, having a backlink profile, so high quality backlinks, which um, you've just mentioned, high authority sites, but also the lower authority sites as well. What's another thing that we need to be aware of so that we can start sure. to outrank our competition? Having great technical on-page SEO. So look, you know, so much, if you, if you were to do a Google search for on-page SEO, and by on-page, I'm talking about everything that's on, it's actually on your website or right. part of your website. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were to Google search on page, you're going to get this massive of stuff like you could have, you know, web pages that load fast. You've got to have a, a website that's mobile responsive so people can view it and it looks nice, you know, it responds nicely on, on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is really important, but there's also some really commonly overlooked areas that, that are actually crucial. You know, making sure that the the actual that the the individual pages are well are well structured and the inner linkings there and things like that. So look, it's it's inside of this 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 area. It's probably a little bit more comp complex than we could talk about. Mm. You know, than we could delve into deeply on a podcast. Um, sure. We have a video series that's free that people can can view some great videos where I basically map it out on a whiteboard and make it really, really easy to view. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what we'll do, Nathan, is at the end of uh, today's podcast, because we, we want to encourage everyone to listen to, because you're going to be sharing lots of nuggets, but we'll share how people can access that video series so that they can then dive in deeper to each of sure. these uh, things that you'll be sh sharing today. So technical on-page SEO, there's obviously a number of components which you'll dive deeper into in the video series what's another factor we need to be aware of sure another one is really really utilizing user intent and what we call the semantic web so that sounds very fancy and, and tech nerd <laughs> speak I'll, I'll give you the simple version mm -hmm. so Google is very much a relevancy based search engine but how they determine their, their their relevance has changed dramatically over the past few years so it used to use what we call keywords so every, everyone sort of knows a keyword is essentially you know you go into Google Whatever, the keyword is essentially that the, the actual the actual um, letters that you know the wording that you're going to actually put into the to the to the the, um, the search bar to sure. perform your search. Mm -hmm. And so, Google are moving away from from the old keyword system of relevance, and they're moving to, more to a, a much uh, far more intricate system that uses what we call the semantic web. So basically, yeah. it works off probability to work out what's the what's the the the, the, the likelihood or the probability of your web page being relevant to a particular search query based on a, a number of different factors. Hmm. So it's all, it's all very technical, but as, as we go through in the, in the, uh, in the video series, there's some really, really easy wins that people can make yes. by just understanding that the way they've been doing it is, is, is outdated and there's some really simple tweaks and changes they can make to, to have it be optimized for what's working right now. Yeah. 
I think that one in itself is one that uh, we all need to be mindful of because we have been told, you know, keywords are so important. Have them in your title, have them throughout the copy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And now you're going on about semantic word people. All right. Semantics. All right. So what's the, I think that's the fourth. What's the fifth key? The the fifth one might sound silly, but it, it's just not messing up what's already working. Fair enough. You know, so <laughs> many times we see it, and, and so many times we see it where, where where people, you know, internally at a client at a client will actually make changes to the website, which has big impacts on 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 the, the actual rankings and the organic traffic, uh, or yeah. developers especially. You know, d- developers have their own essential skill set, which is great, uh, but they're usually horrendous when it comes to actually SEO. Mm-hmm. And so many times we see you'll give clients that will give a simple instruction to their, their their outsourced development team or their internal team, and the end result is a phone call to whoever does their SEO to say, what's happened? Our traffic stopped. Oh, dear. Yeah. And it could just be a, a change in some internal structure that uh, that yeah just throws everything out. So just be very mindful about what you do. And I would imagine then that the developers really have to work closely hand in hand with the SEO team so that each know what each other's is doing and and what could potentially, as you said, uh, ruin what's already working. Oh, exactly right. It's, it's why you know if we, when you've got a, a good setup with whoever's doing your SEO, they sh- they should have a bit of a, a direct line relationship with with you know the actual development team or whoever's actually working on the site. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what this really ca- continues. I mean, these five key keys keys that you've just mentioned. For any person or organisation or, you know, and I'm saying SEO holding up quotation marks, experts who promise overnight success, this, that and the other thing, we need to be wary of those because if it sounds too good to be true, it, it often, it very much is. And in this instance, you're saying that a number of those are actually damaging how we are being found in search. So a steady, balanced approach seems to be the best way. Why are the current methods of measuring digital marketing performance they're nonsense you say the actual metrics that we need to be focusing on is what you're going to share when we're speaking to any agency or marketing professional what are the actual metrics we should be focusing on look this is one of the things that's going to sound really quite simple when when i put it out there but you know the look looking at the, the the real metrics which actually matter to a business is simply how many customers are you getting at what cost per customer and then what mm. revenue are, are you actually making per customer? Yes. You know, far too much, especially when we talk about, you know, paid advertising, you know, and, you know, Google AdWords and PPC, things like this, you know, agencies will want to bamboozle clients with metrics like click-through rates and, you know, quality scores and all this internal stuff. That That's really great if you're the agency trying to optimise the campaign. Mm. But if you're the client, it's really, it's not something you, you should you should get involved in. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's simple. What? How many customers you get? How many customers are you getting? What's the quality of the customer? And, you know, <laughs> And at what cost per acquisition? Yeah, oh, that's right. I remember uh, a few colleagues of mine when you were talking about sort of social media. It's like, oh, I had so many likes and so many comments and everything. I said, yeah, but how many customers did you get out of that? Oh, you know, none. Some of those metrics there, there's a term for that, isn't it? It's it's uh, nice to have, but unless it's converting into customers, yeah, that's really vanity, at the end of the metric. day. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, even even you know, inside of that, it's it's. If you look at the whole way, the whole Google Ad, AdWords industry, I mean, it's the, the the very pricing model that's considered the norm is that you you pay the the agency a, a percentage of how much you spend. Mm. 
you know, which to me is just, it's just crazy. Like, why would you, you're paying an, an agency yeah. where they make, they make between five and 15% of, of how much they can get you to spend. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Well, of course they're going to encourage you to exactly uh, increase right. your spending. And that's really where there is so many different factors to consider. I mean, yes, you might have, be able to be found. And I, I just spoke to a client a couple of days ago where they were showing up in the very first page of, of Google in the ranking, but there were no click-throughs to the site. Well, that's sure. really what you want, don't you? You want to then look at, okay, well, we can show up as number one, but we really need to show relevancy to, the, to that audience that's finding oh, us exactly. so that they click and you through. Know what? Part of the, part of the reason why the SEO industry has, you know, historically had a bit of a, a bad reputation, especially with their SEO in in the US, it's much worse because it's been it was you know it was it grew much faster much earlier. Is that a lot of cases it was just because it wasn't because the SEO agencies were, were doing a poor a poor job of actually ranking the client sites. It was just they were taking on clients that weren't a good fit for SEO, mm. or not doing not doing enough research to work out whether the keywords they're ranking you for were actually going to be able to provide value. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, we, we to combat that, we always recommend with new if it's a, a new customer that's got a business that's even remotely disruptive, we get them to do we use Google AdWords to actually test the marketplace, mm -hmm. and so we can actually see which which are the keywords that are actually driving the best customers, and it's only then that you're ready to talk SEO. But yeah. unless you're at that stage it's just like it's crystal ball kind of stuff yeah and that's one of the things i think and i love what i'm hearing it sounds like you've got really core values that are similar to my own uh because not all businesses as you say should should or even could use various strategies and tactics to, in order to you know obviously build reach and, and build their client base and i think it's the organizations from service providers such as yourself that looks at the customer as a you know a holistic point viewpoint and says what is best for this customer can we leverage in one way and can we look at it as an integrated way because if you have all of these incredible businesses doing what they need to do but no one's talking to each other from a marketing and an outcome perspective then yeah it's just not going to build the momentum and the results that that, that the client wants so that's such a, a great point when let's talk about some of the online marketing mistakes that businesses make and how to avoid them in 2018 because sometimes we don't know what we don't know and I think that's a good part good place to start what are things that we shouldn't be doing so that we can sure. stop doing them look i'll preface this by saying that the, the mistakes we see people make there's slightly different mistakes depending on on the uh, uh i guess the how, how large the client is you know mm. for for smes the biggest mistakes we see is, is usually they're just trying to spread spread their marketing efforts too thinly yes but they're usually so focused on trying all these different channels at once you know rather than than just really really Look, properly understanding their customer and designing a, a strategy that suits. Mm -hmm. You know, they're usually so busy trying to target this really broad cross section, this really broad market market share, rather than just niching down and going, "Great, who are our actual ideal customer? Like, is it is it everyone that, that's ever worn, every male in Australia has ever worn a blue shirt, or is it you know males that, that wear blue shirts that are a certain size, that are between a certain age, that have a particular interest, etc. Because once we actually niche it down, we, it's, it becomes far more more easy, far easier, you know, far simpler to work out it, the, the right channel to 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 to, to uh, you know, mm. focus the resources on. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, then beyond there, you know, it kind of comes back to what we were saying before around not properly tracking, you know, yeah. tracking the wrong the wrong kind of metrics. 
And, you know, talk a little bit more. Let's dive into talking a little bit more about, you know, spreading ourselves too thin and trying to implement too much because often we're told, well, you need this and you need to have SEO and you need to have um, pay-per-click and you need to do social media. And look, don't just be on one platform, spread yourself across the lot, you know, and it becomes so overwhelming. But what you're saying is you really need to focus on who is your ideal client? Are they even hanging out there? Are they even searching for those kind of things? because you can spend a lot of money and time and effort in in an area which your ideal client's not even congregating, not even, you know, they're they're just not giving eyeball time to that that component. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, we see it so often where you'll get a business that comes in and they go, I think I should be doing Instagram and I should be doing Pinterest and we need a social media strategy. And it's like, well, you you know, you've got to consider who who your customer is. If you're a white good repair company, do you really need to be on Instagram? Mm. I don't think so. You know, if you're <laughs> a high-end cosmetic surgeon, yeah. you know, and you, you call procedure or something that women aspire to, should you be on Instagram? Mm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because each platform tells a different message. And I think, and, and this sounds a bit like what you're saying too is really important, is to find a, um, a, a, a way, a tactic, if you will. So strategy, if we think of that as the overall um, arching framework in which, you know, what's the outcome, what's the goals that we want, what's the steps that we need to take, and then we plug in the various tactics, the various campaigns. And so once you get one and implement and you really are able to put focus, attention and the right resources to that, it, once that starts to click over and build some momentum, then you can start to introduce, right, we know that that's working well, can we introduce a component that's going to take that, that's going to give that even more leverage, that's going to, you know, make that uh, campaign, you know, to a wider audience? And you can kind of click in and build on various uh, campaigns, can't you, rather than trying to do, to do all things at the same time? Oh, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. You know, if you, from, you know, any sort of SME or, or you know, or, or startups and things like that, you know, it's, you know, you can almost consider your marketing efforts as their own, like, minimal viable product, essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could start off very small, we'll work out who you're trying to target, work, then reverse engineer it from there and go, where are they likely to hang out, as you said? Mm. What sort of tracking are we going to need to better clearly move it across? And then once you've proven something's working and you know you've got, you've, you know, you've got some actual metrics that, of how, how well your, your sales process converts, well, mm. suddenly it becomes much easier to then try different channels because, you know, through Google AdWords, you know, if you can get someone onto your website, let's say, I don't know, 3% of them turn into a lead and then, you know, 1% of those turn into a paying customer that, that makes you X amount. Well, suddenly, you, you know, you can, it's, it's, you've, you've got most of the resources you, you need to then, then go and, tr- and launch the, the same sort of campaign with Facebook. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we often hear is that we're living in a very fast-paced uh, world and we get things delivered to us almost instantaneously. You know, wireless. I love ebooks because not because, you know, I like ebooks compared to uh, paper books. is because if I want something, one click of a button and I'm reading it, you know, within a, a, within a minute. When we're looking and talking about various strategies such as SEO and being really mindful to make sure we've got the framework in place, it's not something that is just going to deliver absolute success overnight. Speak a little bit about the dedication and the time. I mean, obviously, once it does start working, it's going to, if we spend time to put all those key components in place, it will deliver a consistent outcome for us. But we need to focus and it need, it takes a little bit of time, doesn't it? Well, look, here's the thing. For certain customers, yeah. For certain people, yes. For certain people, no. Mm. If you're uh, in an industry that's an amazing fit for SEO mm-hmm. and you, you've got the, ex- the, the right expectations and you've got the right budget, then results can come really, really quickly. Sure. 
Um, but for, for, for most people, that you know, there, there's a little bit more involved to, to have that be the case. Right. So, uh, and a question I know people are leaning forward to ask is, what would you say is the, the right company and maybe a, a right budget? Can you kind of give a ballpark figure and a, an idea of what industries are really killing it on, on, on SEO? Oh, look, we, we the, the reality is we have uh, there's an absolutely numerous industry sectors that are that are killing it with SEO. Yeah. Um. You know, the if you're a business that's well set up to to, to take online sales, mm. or you have a sales pro, either a really high converting sales process, or yes. like you're in like an e-commerce store who takes who has as few steps as possible from people land on your website to actually turn into a customer. Yep. You've got a clean history. They've got a you've got a whole heap of search traffic and, and traffic that has quite a high buying intent, mm. and you've got enough enough budget to actually play ball. Then then SEO is almost always a good fit. Yeah. As far as how much the budget is, it really depends on what the industry is. Like mm. th this week, we've spoken to people that that are trying to rank for terms like car loan, you know, trying to outrank you know, Sander and oh, you know yeah. I, you know we've spoke to an insurance yeah, company that outranks Suncorp Bank yeah. and versus we've spoken to someone called up yesterday that does boat license training like the boat license guy is going to probably you know use a budget that's about you know a tenth if that mm. of the, the guy that wants to knock off Suncorp yeah yeah and it, that really I mean if you're in a competitive industry where there's some big players who've got some big budgets behind the strategies and you know the campaigns that they do then yeah you, you, that's going to impact certainly exactly. uh, the, the results that you have look there's so many different aspects to this but um, for me I find it fascinating actually um, and I know for many people it can be a bit confusing but the best thing is knowing that you know for people listening today I know they they are from solopreneurs right through to SMEs sometimes you've just got to go with the experts because what I mean tell us a little bit about your background I mean you've been involved in the digital marketing space for how long and I mean it's taken a while for you to, to get to the stage where you now know the things you know for us to, to catch up to you as far as knowing what you're learning what you know would take years wouldn't it oh without a doubt yeah. without a doubt you know, so look, you know, my background, I've, I've been doing digital marketing for about 10 years, um, taught that you know, I self-taught out of, out of necessity many years ago because I had a family business that, that um, we were, had, had gr we'd, we'd grown on the back of uh, old school direct, direct response type, uh, type marketing. Mm. And then we wanted, we wanted to grow it and we hit a, hit a particular ceiling. So we went away and learned SEO and digital marketing and, and it's, it just grew from there. Yes. Uh, but yeah, look, it, it would take take years. You know, my my head of SEO has been doing doing this for long since, you know, long before before Google was even thought up. Yeah, before we even called SEO SEO. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and look, I think sometimes as businesses we can look at, oh, you know, I'm going to learn and do it myself. But the amount of time, so there's costs involved, definitely the money that they're investing, their time that they're investing, but also money left on the table. If there, you know, there could be things that you uh, are able to pinpoint that we just would not even uh, have an understanding. But once we really align our campaigns in that way, it really was going to boost what we do and then really start to generate results because you have to I would imagine if you're doing a campaign get a number of clicks or not no clicks over a period of time to be able to see if something's working or not in this instance doesn't it you want you want to really run it to see what was the results can we make it even better is that kind of um, something that you find it's the time involved in and in kind of the measurements 
Oh, without a doubt. And look, it is tough for for SMEs when they when they, especially when they're starting out with this sort of stuff because if they've got very low, you know, there's not much traffic coming across the site. Yeah. It gets hard to make uh, intelligent decisions with the data because there's yeah. just not enough data to be you know to statistically accurate. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, look, we promised everybody that we would give them the link so that they can access the further video training that you're going to do, where you're going to dive deeper into the five keys to outranking our competition in 2017, 2018. Nathan, what's the link? Sure. Well, look, there's two ways they can do it. They can either go to to our website, which is marketingjuice.com.au forward slash blog. Or if they like, they can go directly to to the actual course. Uh, which is marketingjuice.com.au forward slash five keys to outranking competition 2017-2018. Fantastic. And what we'll do is we'll put all of those links or all of those links, we'll put those two links on the webpage as well as uh, how to, to connect directly with you, Nathan. Nathan, if there's one last insight that you'd like to share with people today, what would that be? Um, it would be hands down. Um, acquire a customer, not a sale. Mm. You know, far too much, far too many times we see people viewing their, viewing the, you know, the, viewing the, the leads and, and the, the inquiries that come through their business like it's just a sale they've got to get. If you just really understand the value of a, of a customer, the life, lifetime value of a customer, it makes such a difference to your marketing. Oh, absolutely, and I could not agree more wholeheartedly with you. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your expertise with us, and uh, I know that I'm going to be looking more into uh, to your videos too. So thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Know that you've taken down lots of notes, but stop struggling on your own. Go over and get access to those videos. Because as you know, there may be some things that you can be doing in your business that really has your message, which we know is that you want to impact the world, getting out there so that your ideal client can see, hear, and read your content. If this is the very first time that you're joining us, welcome. It really has been an honor each and every week. I get uh, the pleasure and honor to be able to interview experts just like Nathan today. Please come back and uh, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. Now to get access to the links that Nathan shared, the URL to our show notes is ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES215, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES215. Uh, have a great week. See you later, Nathan. Bye. Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out, be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you my step-by-step podcast production workflow checklist, including the tools I use, as well as a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.